A quick word before we get started in today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my good friend, one of my best friends in the whole world, Mr. Gage Rowden. Uh, he has created a theme song for this channel, for Cinema City. Uh, it's going to be featured today as the outro um, at the end of this episode, so make sure you give it a watch and, and you know, and, and make sure you comment and give it a like. Um, his name is actually in the bio uh, to follow him on SoundCloud, so make sure you do that for some fantastic music produced by him. I mean, he, he's recently started and he's already making some awesome, awesome sounds and and I'm very proud of him, and I'm very honored that he made this for this episode. Um, an intro will be coming soon. We're still working on that to get the fade in, fade out. But I think the outro sounds pretty good. So shout out to him, and I'm looking forward to having this in every episode. Hello, folks. Welcome to Cinema City, a.k.a. Sin City. I'm your host, Stefan Eccles, and today's episode, we're going to be discussing a new release that just came out in theaters this past weekend. We're going to be talking about the film Let Him Go. Uh, it's directed by Thomas Bazooka. Yes, that is his last name, which is freaking awesome. I wish my last name is Bazooka. Um, it stars Kevin Costner as George Blackledge, Diane Lane as Margaret Blackledge, uh, uh, Kale Carter as Lorna Blackledge, and Leslie Manville as Blanche Weeboy, among a few others. Uh, some details on the movie before we start getting into my thoughts. The genre is a mystery thriller is what it says on Rotten Tomatoes. But I would definitely categorize this as more of a drama for sure. Thriller seems more fast-paced than what this movie is. Mystery, sure, kind of. Um, kind of a mystery but really a drama. Rated R for violence. Uh, Runtime is an hour and 54 minutes. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score right now, it's got a uh, 75% by critics. And uh, when I wrote this, it said 60% by audience. Uh, but I just looked at it and it jumped up to 78% by the audience. So, uh, you know, getting a little bit more positive with the audience reviews. It's currently in theaters and it's based on the book Let Him Go by Larry Watson that came out in 2013. It actually won the best book of 2013. Uh, so the synopsis, let's do our Rotten Tomato synopsis read here. Here we go. Following the loss of their son, a retired sheriff and his wife leave their Montana ranch to rescue their young grandson from the clutches of a dangerous family living off the grid in the Dakotas. So that's uh, our uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, uh, synopsis read there. So let's get into my thoughts. Now, my first, when I was watching the movie, I knew my first note would be quiet. This is a very quiet movie. And what I mean by that is like it starts off, there's not a lot of music and score to this movie. And what it is, it's usually during scenes where Kevin Costner and Diane Lane um, are traveling from point A to point B. There's a lot of music. But scenes when actors are talking and together, it's really just them and their sounds and their speaking and speaking of that there's not a lot of dialogue that much especially with kevin coster's character definitely the quiet stoic type diane lane does uh more of the legwork here with dialogue and pushing the plot forward and kevin costner is there because he loves her and and supports her but she is definitely the uh the main lead of this movie uh for sure over kevin coster's character um, as I get, uh, you know, low dialogue. Let's get into the performances. So, as I said, Diane Lane 
plays the strong, caring grandmother uh, with ease and believability. You believe her character. Um, she's actually a former uh, uh, horse rider. She would break wild horses. Um, she doesn't do that anymore. Because uh, as, as we mentioned in the uh, synopsis, the loss of her son ever since then, she kind of just took that and put that on the back burner and doesn't really have the passion for that anymore. But she does have her grandson, you know, her son's son, who is now not with them anymore. And, you know, she kind of obsesses about having him there. So, you know, of course the grandson's in danger with this new uh, gentleman uh, uh, a wee boy who who married their uh, their son's widow, and uh, they want to protect their grandson. But it's not just that Diane Lane's character is a little overzealous and overprotective, and 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 you know for the loss of her son, how she's wanting to grieve through this is through taking care of her grandson. So it's not just to protect him. Um, it's also some of her obsession as well that bleeds through. Kevin Costner plays the quiet type cowboy just as good as ever. You know, if you've seen uh, Yellowstone or any of his performances like that, or even, uh, you know, it's funny because these two characters play husband and wife in the Man of Steel movie, uh, the Superman movie that came out in 2013. And the look and feel of where they live and how they live is very similar to this, actually. That might have been why they chose these actors. Um, not quite sure, but he plays kind of the exact same character as um, uh, Mr. Kent in, in the 2013 movie Man of Steel. Very quiet. Um, when he speaks, it's, it's very deliberate. Uh, and when he speaks, you know he means what he says. And he's very careful with his words. Uh, Leslie Manville plays Blanche Weeboy. She does a fine performance. Um, it's a little over the top, to be honest with you. Um, I, I was hoping for a more sinister turn from her, <clears throat> just by the trailer. And, you know, she is. She's odd. She's weird. And, um, you know, her and her relationships with her son sons are odd. But I was really expecting... It, a stronger performance from her. I was hoping for one, but she does fine. You know, she's not bad. It's just a little over the top for the rest of the movie it's in. Um another another actor in the movie is Jeffrey Donovan. He he was the lead actor in the in the show Burn Notice. Um and uh he plays Bill Wee Boy in the movie and he's by far the the most creepy and the weirdest wee boy in the group. Uh and we spend probably the most time with him. Out of any wee boy, uh, definitely the most time with him, it's, except Donnie wee boy who marries the widow. We get a little sense of him, but the other ones, unfortunately, we don't even know. I mean, other than their introduction when they walk into the kitchen and that kitchen scene in the trailer, I, I couldn't tell you their names. I, I don't remember their names. Uh, I don't remember anything about them. I don't know anything about those characters. Uh, the boy, the grandson, he actually does a really, really good job in this movie playing a small child who is very sweet, very, you know, happy. And then, you know, when he's around this family, you know, when when you come in contact with him again later in the movie, you realize that this kid is scared and he plays scared very well. Um, and, there, you know, the scene in the trailer where Diane Lane sees uh, Donnie Weeboy hit the widow and and the son just the, the little boy's mannerisms and and uh, how he how he plays this really scared child is very it's very believable actually um 
I thought his performance really elevated the the sense of tension, but but between uh, you know Donnie Wee Boy and the Wee Boy family and what kind of you know because he's a little quiet kid the whole movie, but it's, that's what I'm saying. He he acts with his face and his body language for how young he is, very believable. And I was very impressed with that little guy. He 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 did great. Um, another highlight of this movie is the cine- cinematography is gorgeous. The locations, because as we said, they're in Montana and then they travel to North and South Dakota searching for this family. And, you know, there are scenes and there are images beautiful, you know, at night when they're when they're at a campfire or when they're just sitting looking at the view. I mean, you're looking at these places like, gosh, you know, you know, I love Texas. I, I live in Texas. I live in West Texas. And West Texas is flat and dusty and dirty, and you see places like this, and you're like, wow, man, absolutely gorgeous. So the cinematography was really, really, really well done. Um, another highlight, before I get into some things I didn't like about the movie, um, the story itself is very powerful. It's a very powerful story. Um, it's a very commendable story. It's a story that you know anyone can kind of relate to in sense of something's not right here. And we might be hesitant at first to do something. It's very complicated because as Kevin Costner's character discusses throughout the movie to Diane Lane, he's like, look, what do you expect him to do? Just show up and say, hey, I'm taking your son. You know, Lorna is the, you know, their son's widow. He's like, what are you, you going to, hey, Lorna, we're going to take your son. I hope that's cool. And Diane Lane's character is kind of in denial that this is an insane request that she's kind of asking because um, again she's not going just to protect her son she's going because they left town they didn't say anything and she wants their grandson back because she's having this separation anxiety and i have to say that before they realize who this family really is that's her motivation it's not really a motivation that's that pure you know in, in the sense of uh, protection it's pretty much her selfish needs in this moment and um, so it's real complicated. It's very powerful. And uh, you have Kevin Costner's character. You know, w- when they lost their son, Kevin Costner finds him. And um, the mom didn't get to say goodbye to the son. You know, and uh, Kevin Costner's the one who spent the last moments, if he was alive, when he found him. And uh, he, he says a line in the movie he's like, you know, I just want to give her a goodbye. So he's expecting to get there. That's not going to go the way she wants. But he's going to travel with her and he's going to take her there so she can get some peace and some closure maybe with this event. And, you know, and he's, he's going to be there for her. So it's, it's a really powerful, good story. Now, when it comes to the execution, let's get into some things I disliked. I, I really wanted to like this movie more than I did. Uh, I, I, I posted on the Facebook page of mine that this trailer was probably the second best trailer of the year behind the batman i really can't put it in front of the batman that freaking trailer is incredible but this trailer right here like i was ready and i, I had a feeling it was going to be a slow burn and i like slow burn movies i like slow i don't I, I don't i don't need action i don't need constant anything like that you know i i like movies that take it take their time especially when you're building it to something that is supposed to be so creepy and off-putting with this family and i just didn't get that and it's it's not a case of oh i just didn't get what i was hoping for i was expecting this movie just doesn't close on the promise that it's giving you the whole movie 
uh, and especially with that trailer. So the final act, the confrontation, as I said, did not fulfill me at all. It's very anticlimactic, and the way it's gone about just doesn't... I mean, there are deaths in this movie for certain characters that, again, just unfulfilling. That's the word I keep coming back to. You know, like, I'm like, really? That's how they these two guys died? I mean, that's lame, kind of. It was kind of lame. I, 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 I just... This family is so odd. And again, I want to come back to the characterization of these people. Other than Billy Weeboy, Donnie Weeboy, very little, and Blanche Weeboy, who we kind of get to know when we sit down at the dinner table, she tells this exposition family story about her, her lineage. We don't get to know these people at all. And <clears throat> the reason this is a problem is because the movie takes so long to get here that you're going to have to go one or two ways, in my opinion, for me to enjoy this. <clears throat> you're going to have to go one or two ways. Either you're going to have to switch over to this family and we're going to have to get a real sense of why they're so weird, why they're so close, why this woman acts this way. Okay, We're going to have to, you know, we're doing a slow burn movie. This is the way you want to go. We're doing a character driven movie. Okay, we're going to need the villains to be characterized too. Or you're going to have to go insane crazy finale because we got the slow burn and then you're going to sacrifice a little characterization for insane plot and it doesn't do either one of those we don't get to learn anything about these people uh you know they're just odd they're just kind of violent and we don't know why and it doesn't go big enough it goes kind of anticlimactic and fades out and it's just again Either one of those are fulfilling, and it doesn't fulfill either one of those check marks for me. Um, you know, I was really, again, I'm, I'm really disappointed in the fact that there's two wee boys, three wee boys maybe, I think just two, that I don't even know who they were or why they were even there. Why were they there? Just to have more numbers? Uh, very disappointing on that. Also, the pacing. Look, I, as I said, I like slow burn movies, okay? Um I think some of the best movies ever are slow burn. I, mean, I just did a review on Drive uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, and Drive is in no way a fast-paced movie. It's the exact opposite of fast-paced. It's very, very drawn out, surreal, slow. It takes its time. But this is exactly my point with Drive. What Drive does is maybe we don't get a great characterization of the people, the, the villains in the movie, but it goes so over the top with the violence just proving my point from earlier that it, it it makes up for that lack of characterization from the first half of the movie and they complement each other. This movie did not have that and the pacing was way too slow for that anticlimactic of an ending. It just was. Um, again, with, with the lack of score, the lack of dialogue, with them traveling a lot, I, I didn't expect this movie to have so many scenes of them two in a car traveling to find these people i figured it would be you know a couple little snippets montages and they're finally getting there but i mean it's them you know they're staying in a hotel now or they're grabbing dinner and they're sitting and chatting and i'm like okay i you know i guess this is a road trip movie about two very quiet kind of boring people and i was like come on pick up and i probably sound harsh on this movie and it's not bad you know, like the performances are good. The story is good. It's just the execution. And this comes to my next thing was 
the writing in this movie there are there are moments of dialogue that are pretty bad i would say like i was like hmm that's cliche or that why would they say that like they're saying like little like you know anecdotal lines or like little quips here and there and i'm like this this no one would say that right here and it just it, it took you out of it you know it really did and i just thought some of the dialogue is just really ham-fisted in a way that doesn't uh that doesn't work with how serious this tone of this movie is and uh you know and i think the the final thing that takes away from this movie when you have slow burns like this one of the saving graces is a very haunting score that doesn't mean a loud score that doesn't mean a constant score you can have moments of quiet and moments of 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 you know of of solidarity and somberness and that's fine but you got to have this you know when we're, we're we're meeting this family we're pulling into this house that's in the middle of freaking nowhere the drive there was off-putting and weird with this billy wee boy and you know we're here and i'm all for having moments with no score because that really builds tension but we're also not having anything to put you on edge that something's coming you know something is just eerie gross off-putting you know and that and that you know a great movie like seven does this you know um you know when you watch movies like there will be blood that's a perfect example okay there will be blood i mean the first opening of the movie with the first 15 minutes or 10 minutes however long it is has no talking and but has this the score that just is in the background and it's ominous and it's pushing itself on you and it's making you hear it and then there's moments of just silence we don't have any have any you know audio or any score any music whatsoever and it's just characters sitting there eaten by a campfire or whatnot and you know that movie is another perfect example of what i'm talking about where you can have moments of silence but you really need this this ominous this foreboding that's just like oh my god what's about to happen oh my god and you have to have that tension building in this movie doesn't deliver on that either um but all in all i mean as i said i love kevin costner i'm a, I'm a massive kevin costner fan diane lane's great i think diane lane is, is is a fantastic actress as well i think all the performers were good um like you know blanche wee boy she was a little over the top in parts and uh but you know i like the story i like what they were going for i just have issues with the journey there and especially the destination once we got there so i'm going to give my rating i'm going to go with a b minus for let him go um i you know i think i think you know if you're thinking about going to the movies just go in knowing that it's it's not you know the trailer gives a little bit extra punch to what this movie's going to deliver in my opinion but i think a b minus is fair i don't think it's a bad movie i just think it just it fails on certain aspects for me. So have you seen Let Him Go? What'd you think of it? Uh, you know, did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, let me know in the comments. And if you have any hidden gems or have any movies you want me to review, let me know. If I've seen it, I'll tell you. If I haven't, I'll watch it and give my review. Doesn't mean I like it, but you'll get my honest review. All right? Thank you so much, folks, and we'll see you next time.